Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are listening this morning for episode 215 of the Tree Talk podcast and the very first of the new year. So for anyone listening, we wish you a very happy new year for myself and Matt. As always, join by Matt Callan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. It's only the 11th of January when we're recording this, but we have two big games for, for Limerick to look forward to this weekend. We also have Mona Lean in an All-Ireland Hurling final. We've had Reach playing later today and UL are also in Sigerson Cup action. So stay tuned as you look forward to all that and more. The impression again, we get all with what you put in. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the world court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We have a couple of injuries. Here comes Carroll Curry. Curry leaving the charge of the left today. 45 meters out. He's a chance to score. He's going to win. There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. <laughs> Happy New Year to you, Matt. We're recording at uh, it's just nearly nine o'clock on and, Wednesday. And thank you, Jack, and to our viewers and listeners. I, I suppose before we start, Jack, I suppose we should send our deepest sympathy to the family of the late Paddy Palmer, who yeah, who course. died in tragic circumstances since our last since our last um, since our last podcast. Um, um, no, I didn't know him very well, but um, you know he was he was a larger than life. Um, a larger than life character and um he, he he was doing what we do trying to promote gaelic games and trying to show gaelic games you know showcase gaelic games in the best possible light and um uh, he dedicated him um, his life to it um a Kerry man from near temple no um but a very very much adopted cockman um um may he rest in peace jack yeah i'll echo that that uh that from you, Matt. There's a, again, I can't say I knew the man, but you only have to see the reaction on Twitter and online to to see how high regard he was held in. So, yeah. um, condolences to, to him and his family. Um, as I said, we're recording early this morning. It's at busy times, and we're only midway through January, so that'll give you an indication of what 2023 will be like. But I suppose before we get into anything this week, Matt, on a GA front, what would your your hopes be for the year? I suppose for Limerick and and then maybe for your own club towards the end of the year. Well, I'd be, I'd be naturally I'd be hoping for the ultimate for for Limerick. I'd be hoping for them to complete four in a row, but it's it, it's going to be an obviously difficult journey. And and for Glenrua, I I would be hoping that they would do better than than last year. Um, because you will recall Jack after after four rounds, sitting on seven points on top of the pile, and um, they were everybody's favourites to um. Uh, to at least qualify for the knockout stages, which they didn't. Um, but it, it, that gives you a sense of the type, and we'll be talking about it shortly, uh, about the type of competition and, and the competitive nature of the Limerick Premier Intermediate Championship. And um, it, it's so gratifying for, for the seven other clubs that, that are taking part in it to see the side that won it this year, Monadine, going on to the All-Ireland Final 
and and let's 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 hope that the ultimate prize will be on its way to Monolene on Saturday night. Yeah, look, I think you said it well there yourself about you know you see Monolene at Ireland final and it does we we harp on about it every year, but the Premier Intermediate you know is is the competition in Limerick and it's probably more surprised than anything that Monolene are the first Limerick side to to go to a final, you know, considering the teams we've seen come through those ranks in East recent years. But we we will we will get to that. Um, yeah. You know, but Jack, I suppose I suppose before we go to twenty twenty three, um, there was a bit of um, unfinished business completed immediately before Christmas. In in that we had three um, under twenty one with four under twenty one football finals. I, I'm surprised you didn't bring it up. I was going the there when saying that Palestine beat Ballylanders, and you hadn't have written down. Now you're trying to protest that you had. No, I was waiting for you to ask me what my hopes were, and I was going to say build on the 21 success, but I'd rather hear the Bellilanders men speak about us. Um, Jack, you'll, get, you'll, 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 you'll get out of hell, you know that. <laughs> but yeah, no, look, it was great. It was great to see those competitions run off because I know for the boys, there was a lot of you know walkovers and changing the dates and whatever. And for Ballystein, they were a really promising group of players. There's some excellent individuals on the team. and. To be fair to the management team of Packy and the boys, Joe, they did everything for them. There was, we only had one game below at home against Clahan, and there was, there was teas and coffees and sandwiches and pizzas and goujons for the people in attendance. So this 21s team, you know, it was a real kind of community effort. So it was brilliant to see them get the job done. And I met you there in a, a day and a night. And there's, there's some really good players from both sides to come through. Do you know, to be fair, there was probably six or seven senior starters already and for ourselves you'll be hoping they will be the ones that'll kind of push on in 2023 to be fair yeah yeah but, but before we stop jack i would like to congratulate the adair club on the upgrading that they have done to that to their facilities there it's absolutely fantastic and 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 the the, the lighting system there is actually second to none yeah, um, brilliant. you know happiest congratulations i know it was at the expense of my own club and my neighbors here um that that Ballystine, but happiest congratulations to to Ballystine. I think very very few. I don't think there's anybody could argue with the merit of their win on the night. I I thought they were an extremely well prepared and focused side, and 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 really really worthy of, of their win. And as as you rightly said, it it it's um that there, there are what seven is it seven players that have already um, made a step up to senior. I yeah, think there was amount, there was definitely that amount with Ballylanders, but um, you know it 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 augurs well for the for for Ballystine for the future. A very very well prepared team and um, the, the camaraderie between uh, you know it, it it looked like a whole community movement. Um, yeah, the, pretty the much was there for them on the night and um, um, it, it 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 was absolutely fantastic and very very few could begrudge them the success because. Um, they worked hard for it and were well prepared for it. And again, congratulations um, to um, to Ballystine. Yeah, it was you know, a great night as well. We had a we had a bonfire below in Ballystine waiting for them when they came home. You might think it's it's a bit mad, but you know it, it means a lot. And we've we were a long time without silverware in the club, so it was long overdue. But I suppose yeah, it, only it one... was another twenty-one A football championship, and it cannot be dismissed. It was a well, it it was a it was it was a very very good competition to win, Jack. Yeah, a very um... very good competition to win, and it should not be dismissed. And any celebrations, 
in my opinion, they were there for winning it out who are warranted. Yeah, definitely, definitely warranted. And I suppose there's no, a couple of no, lads. The, the, it was a very busy day that particular day because earlier in the day, I was uh, I was um, at the, the 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 B final between yeah. Galti Gales and and um, Nakaderi, and um, it, it it was a low scoring affair, five points to three. Zach McCarthy got four of Galti Gales' points, but. Um, uh, you know, it, it was a game between two low scoring, yes. Um, in, in entertainment wise, in football terms, maybe not what we would have hoped, but in terms of excitement, there was plenty of entertainment in that uh, the outcome was in the balance right up to the time that, of the final whistle. And um, it, 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 it represented a double for Galti Gales, an under 19 and an under 21B double, which augurs well for the future in, 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 in the Galtis and um, my heart in many ways goes out to Nakaderi because they lost the B hurling final to, to Drummond Attack and then to lose the B football final to to, to, Nakadere, to um, Galti Gales but huge credit out there to, to, to Nakaderi for you know fielding teams on their own and they, I have no doubt that they will get, get a dividend from it in, in, in the future now the Gales team was was managed by Sean McGrath, who um, uh, plays centre back for the senior football for the Galtee Gales senior football team, who has since emigrated to Australia, and um, yeah. so <laughs> we, he, he's moved to Sydney, and I think he'll be linking up with Cusicks out there, but um, he's going to Melbourne or, uh, initially. But we wish Sean the very very best of luck, and 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 um, certainly he has been a great servant to Galtee Gales, and. Um, he, he would be sorely lost by the Gales because um, for a young man like that, you know, that has is far from finished his own playing career that he turned into management and turned out in an under-21 side capable of winning a county. So we wish Sean the best of luck in his new life down under. Um, yeah, on a, on a personal level, level, you definitely wish him the best of luck, but the Gales have had the... Have they had the better belly scene the last two years? And you know, Sean is an integral part of that team. So on the football field, you know, have have fun in Michael Cusack's and take your time coming home in that regard. But yeah, it's great to see players, you know, giving back to under 21s. I know on our own team there was, you know, you and Packy and Jamie and a few more like that are giving back, and you see it with the likes of the Piercing and things. So it is really good to see that. And I think it players really buy into that when they see, you know those and the adult team coaching that it's you know it's a lot more attainable when you can see it and obviously then you had father cases took home the big but, one um, before you be, before you go away from sean mcgrath you know sean may be gone but there are three mcgraths left you know, know. they're a, a fantastic a fantastic football family they're making up over 25 percent of the gales team because danny Podrick and 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 connor are still around jack to, to, to worry you I know, yeah. We will be worried, all right. But um, yeah, moving on into that Premier Final, uh, the Battle of the Big Guns, Father Casey's and Newcastle West, and it's going to be a senior final uh, sooner rather than later. I think uh, it's fair. It's fair to say with just the standard of players in both seat on both sides. Father Casey's picked up the win, eight points to five over. I saw the Newcastle West team extremely strong, contained an awful lot of lads that. You know, reached a Munster senior final, but that's, I suppose, the good thing about Casey's is they have so many players at level. But also, the challenge is to keep them. Now they have a lot of them 
the likes of Shane O'Connell, Elijah Reardon, Dylan Cork, Rory O'Brien, these kind of lads, you know. But they're they're really close to breaking through, you know. That's as close as they're going to get to win a senior now is when that, that Premier under-21s. But certainly the future is bright, I feel, in terms of football. Oh, it is, Jack. Uh, it, it is. And, um, you know, we have wondered. It, 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 it's um, something that we do perennially wondering uh, when, when will um, when will Father Casey's make the breakthrough? And um, I, I, I would agree with you totally, Jack. I think they took a major step towards the breakthrough this year, and um, they're ob- 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 obviously translating um, a good core of players from underage success in- into the senior team. And um, you know, I'm at a loss, and I'm sure they're at a loss themselves as to what happened in the semi-final against the Dare. Because they started off with such a plum like that, and were three points up in jig time, and it sort of went off the rails at at, at that stage. But I think that was due more to a dare um, than anything. Father Casey's did wrong because a a, a dare just found their rhythm and the great experience that they have garnered over the years um, stood to them and got them over the line. So, but um, I I think Father Casey's will have learned an amount from that particular game. They will have learned yeah. an amount. Definitely. And and, and um, you know the the draws haven't been made for the football championship yet this year, Jack. But at this remove, even what is it, the eleventh of January, we'll say watch Father Cases in twenty twenty three. Yeah, you know it'll give them a lot a lot of confidence that they can beat Newcastle because you know Newcastle are going to be the team to beat going in into the new year. I suppose we're eleven days in now, so it's just this year now. But uh, yeah, we've nearly 14 minutes on the clock, Matt. Um, but, but before we, you go from that, Jack, there was also an under 21 C championship this year. Oh, yeah, St. Sennans. And it, it, it was won by St. Sennans, who beat Van Og in the final. Now, there were only four clubs in, 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 in it originally. And um, it was a full round robin. And I think that only two actual, ga- actual games took place. Yeah. Which, which, I, which I think is disappointing. But nevertheless, it's congratulations to St. Sinans on, on getting their hands on silverware because Van Og, of course, were going for um were going for an under twenty one double because they, they won the under twenty one C hurling championship <coughs> as as Drummond at Lacka. <clears throat> so it would be the same group of players. And um but they came up shocked against St. Sinans and um you know, congratulations to St. Sinans on, on, on that win. Yeah, congratulations to St. Sinans and all the teams that won <coughs> 21 championships. Hopefully they, they can kick on with their clubs for the new year. And we'll obviously see a lot of them now, you know, for the Limerick under 20s. I think the under 17s would have been underage for this year. But we will get into, I suppose, the inter-county action. Um, we have two big games this weekend, Matt, to look forward to. Three, if you include... Tuesday, but we'll we'll focus on football first. This Saturday at two o'clock in Mine Temple Tui, the Limerick senior footballers take on Tipperary with a chance to reach um, the McGrath Cup final for the first time since 2020 when they were victorious in it. I suppose it was none in 2021, so I suppose a second final in in three goals. Um, but before we get into that game, we'll touch on the game against Waterford in McNeville Park. Um, this day last week now, I suppose when you, when you think about it, comprehensive win, 4-14 to 9 points. Um, 
slow enough to get going. I think it's fair to say it was was it one six to seven at half time. There was only two points in it at half time, but really kicked on in the second half. Um, Kyle Downs debutant got two goals. Was really impressive. Um, you know, it's, it's his jersey now to lose. I thought Barry Coleman at wing back was very very good as well. Um, so is Keith Sheehan in midfield made it look like men against boys at time, but a lot of positional switches as well. Matthew Paul Maher gone up to wing forward, Killian Ryan was full forward, um, Brian Fanning was out at center back. Even Keane, you know, has played wing forward and wing back. He was in midfield, you know, you know, Carl Downs is on the wing, probably used to seeing him in the field for KP. Um, a lot of positional changes took their time to get going, but. As a first game under Ray Dempsey, you'd have to be really, really pleased with it as a as a Limerick man. Yeah, no, I didn't see the game, Jack, but obviously from from what I heard and, and reading the reports of it, you know, it, it it was every bit as comprehensive as it looks. And I I suppose um, uh, the, the the reason why it was probably so close in the first half is that Waterford had the assistance of the elements. Yeah, true. Um, which kept them in touch. Now I, I I've seen them. Um, I've also read the narrative going around that it was a, an extremely experimental Waterford side that um, the former Bellylanders manager, Ify Fitzgerald, put out. He's he's the manager of Waterford now. Um, but Waterford have suffered a similar defeat to Tipperary since in the competition and are out of it. So I I, I, I think Waterford football, like, um, like they were on the bottom two teams last year, Jack, in the league, were they? Bottom three? Um, I think so, yeah. Uh, they're a county that are struggling football-wise now at the moment. And I'm sure that while Ray Dempsey and his management team will be very, very pleased with the result and uh, anybody connected with Limerick football, but um, I, I don't think they will be reading too much into it. Um, a, a better barometer of where Limerick's early season form is and um, you know how far down the, the road they are in preparation for the trip to Derry in early early next month will come in Temple Two here on Sunday when they take on Tipperary. Um, uh, Limerick, um, you, you know, well they have a good record against Tipperary last um, in recent years. Beat him, beat him in the championship last year. Now they did lose to him in the McGrath Cup in 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 the third round last year in McNeville Park, but only lost by a point, and that. Um, I, I thought that was a performance where Limerick turned the corner <coughs> for the simple reason, even though they were defeated, because they were coming off a drubbing by Kerry in the first round. And uh, it, it just showed how, how Billy Lee and his backroom team had regrouped Limerick so quickly um, that they almost scalped Tipperary. Um, but when it came to the championship, sure, we, we know how Limerick fared in the championship. Um uh, you know, that famous win down in Clare, then the win over Tipperary, but the unfortunate loss to carry in the Munster final. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm I, not reading too much into what happened in McNeville Park in the game against Waterford, Jack. Um, it, it was good to see people being, being, being um, uh, altering the pack around, see Brian Fanning coming in at centre-back, as you said, Paul Maher moving up into the forwards, Kitty and Ryan. <coughs> it, <coughs> Adrian Inright at corner forward. All yeah, that Adrian Inright has nearly played in every position from midfield up at this stage. And it just gives you a sense of the versatility, his versatility, that, that, that he can fit into these, these different positions. So 
Um, yeah, I'm not reading much into it, as I said, Jack, but I, 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 I certainly would be reading and laugh a lot more into the performance and the outcome of, of the game against against Tipperary on Saturday and Temple Tuohy. And, you know, it's it's an opportunity for Limerick, and I, I'm sure Red MC and his management team will want to get as much game time as possible into his side um, prior to making that long jaunt to Owen Big for the opening round of the league in about three weeks' time. Yeah, I was going to say that too, because obviously if they... Beat Tipperary, they'll qualify for the McGrath Cup final, which is the 18th of January, so this day next week. And I think when you when you take over a team, you want as many competitive games as possible. McGrath Cup final will probably be Cork, I'd imagine. You know, they had a big victory over Kerry. You'd fancy them to continue that against Clare. And then, then yeah, make... the, the, the permutation there, Jack, is that Clare need to win by seven points. Yeah, against, against Cork, who had 11 or 12 points on Kerry. You know, for me, that's very hard to see happening unless Cork have a raft of players playing playing Sigerson. I mean, and they do, but they have, a, they have they an do, awful lot of experience. So um, I'd imagine it's going to be Cork if Limerick get through. But to your point, for Limerick, it'll be a case of we'll get to McGrath Cup final, we'll see who we're going to play, but it'll be another competitive game because they will know, um, is it the 28th of January when they're in Derry? They are going to have their their hands full, you know. Regardless of what happens in the Cup, Derry are aiming for the league, and they'll feel they're a Division One team. So Limerick have to be ready, and the more games is is the way you do that, I think. Yeah, well, Derry are a team, of course, that are protesting to the cows come home that they were the unlucky team in the championship last year, and I suppose they, 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 there's a certain element of truth in that. So, but. Um, it's a huge challenge, like you, 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 you Derry in the opening round, and you've Dublin seven days later. So, like, it, it's absolutely crucial that they get as much game time as possible. And um, um, but first of all, you know, to get a game against probably against Cork, and it will be at a Cork venue, possibly Mallow, maybe, um, because the last time they met in the, in the McGrath Cup final it was in the Gaelic grounds as a double header, you will recall. Yep. When when Limerick completed a double over Cork on the night, <coughs> so um, yeah, I I, I think Brad Dempsey, it it'll be important to um, it'll be important, you know, in two senses, just to get the extra game, but also to benchmark his side against um against an opponent from Division Two, irrespective of whether it's Cork or Clare, both of them are in Division Two. So yeah, if, if you beat Tipperary, you're going to get a game against a team that, that's in your division in the football uh, league. And he, he would be very, very keen to see how his how his charges match up with with um with um with teams from that division. It'll it'll give him it'll give him some indication um as to where Limerick are at in in, in, in terms of their readiness uh for for um for division two football. Yeah. Because you, you must remember that the, 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 these these competitions, Jack, are being dismissed um, as just. I, I hear people saying they're they're only pre-season. That that's not the case at all. These these are serious competitions in that they lead straight into the league. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. It is. Um, they've all said it. You know, I was talking to Don Grady and Nicky Quaid before the hurling starts and. You know, these competitions take on more relevance because they are straight into the league and 
you know, there's less time to do everything in the GA calendar now because they're not allowed to play till January and it'll be over in the middle of July. So, I mean, there's only a six-month window. So, the time for, you know, I suppose, bedding in players and then you'd have a six- or seven-week training camp, they're, they're gone. Like, you kind of need to be nailing your colour to the match straight away. But I was I was very disappointed with Waterford. I will say that. I don't. It was probably one of the worst performances I've ever seen. For an inter-county side, now you said there was experimental and Limerick were good in the night, so I mean, they both play into it. But for Ray Dempsey, it's it's so far so good, you know. Yeah. Regardless who you're playing, you want to win the first round. That's what they did. But Tipperary will definitely be far more of of a test this weekend, and it'll be way easier, way more easy to kind of gauge where Limerick are at. And please God, uh, we'll abso- have- absolutely. And and um, it, 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 it's it's an ideal situation. Um, um, for Ray Dempsey, if they can get over it, you play Waterford, you you play Tipperary, who would be a level above Waterford Division Four, Tipperary Division Three, and now you would you 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 have a possibility if you get over that, and you should be getting over it as a Division Two team. Yeah, you 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 you'll be get to play a game and against the team at your own level. Yeah, and it, it, you that is a very good point you make there because if it is Clare Cork, they are they are going to play him. Earlier or later on this year, and you know, Limerick will be looking to consolidate the place in Division Two. I think it's fair to say this year with the likes of Derry and Dublin and Kildare at the other end of the scale. So, if you get a win over them early in the McGrath Cup final, you know, that would bode really, really well for Limerick. So, we'll, we'll keenly watch the game this weekend and and hopefully Red MC side can make it two in a row and that we'll have a, a McGrath Cup final to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, Jack, Jack, you know, the stakes are higher than. People might think in this game, you know. Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, it, it's you know, it's important that Limerick it, it, get as it, much it, games. Missing it as just a preseason game is, you know, it's it's far more serious than that. <laughs> Excuse yeah, me. The, as you as you said, as we both said, you want games this this time of year, and by winning, you get games. So please, God, Limerick can make it two from two. Also, this weekend we have the return of the hurlers. We haven't seen them in action since the. Was it the 17th of July last year? It's, it's a long, long time since we saw the players in action. They had a well-deserved holiday over the last 10 days or so. I'm, I'm, I think most of them are home now. I, I presume a couple of them stayed on and went to a lot of places. Did you see any pictures of the crews? Were you jealous? Did you see anything? Actually, no, no, no. I'm jealous? No, Jack. Um, um, uh, absolutely delighted for, for them. And, um, and anything... Jack, as I've said before in this cast, um, anything that comes the ways of uh, the way of those lads it, it isn't enough for me. I don't think um, uh, I don't think they can be rewarded enough for what they have achieved. Absolutely, I'm absolutely delighted for anything that comes that way. Yeah. Oh no, it's to- it's totally deserved. I hope they did an enjoyable time. I saw a video of of Kyle Hayes playing basketball, so hopefully we won't. Lose him to that sport because he certainly has all the attributes to, to play a game. To be honest, Kyle can kind of play anything. I think it, it's fair enough to say. But they're on home soil again. They'll they'll be looking forward to the start of the year. You know they also have a target in their back as as All Ireland champions. They're playing Cork in Parky Rin, which is interesting because that's where the league will start. Well, it'll start in, in Parky Cueve in you know on the fourth of February. It's less than a month away, but you know there will be a bit of bite to that game because. Pat Ryan's in charge of Cork now. Cork always see themselves as contenders and 
you know, they got to the final in 2021. They were well beaten by Limerick, and a, a scare like that doesn't go away so easily, Matthew Fair. And, you know, Limerick beat him fairly handily last year in Parky Cueve as well. Um, for Limerick, is before we get into the game itself, is there anyone you see coming into the panel or anything you've heard that, you know, new faces that you'd be interested to see? I I wouldn't even attempt to second-guess what John Kiley, what team he will field. Um now, other, other than to think that apart from Barry Nash, it was basically a team of fringe players last year that he put out in this competition and won it. Yeah. So whether he's going to go down the same road or not this year, um, we, we'll only just have to we'll wait with bated breath until the team is announced later in the week. But anyone but, um, you'd like to see, we'll say, of those fringe players, you know, um, we've mentioned Shane O'Brien. He he seems to be in with the squad. I know Jimmy Quilty and Fergal O'Connor were calling last year after the 20 season finished. You know, lads like that, you'll be hoping. Yeah, I, 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 I certainly would like to see lads like that give, 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 given a run, the like of, as you said, Jimmy Quilty there and um, um, uh, Fergal O'Connor, like who, who had a great year with the under-20s last year. Um, and actually, you were the first to pick it up, Jack, how how, how strong he had been, how yeah, how effective he was on, 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 on the Limerick team. I'd like to see Fergal getting a, get, getting a run. I, and of course, I'd like to see Colin Coughlin getting an extended run, maybe Adam English, um, and definitely Shane O'Brien. I, 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 I would like to see Shane O'Brien tested at this level because I... I I, I'd, I'd be very, very confident that he that he 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 would match up to it, Jack. I'd, I'd be very, very confident of that. Um, but I, I see a lot of those players more game time, of course, for Cahill O'Neill. Um, you, you know, play, players like that, and and um, I, I I suspect that he may go for um, a mixture of the tried and tested and uh, and um, uh, some some new players. Um, I, I, I was just looking at Pat Ryan's selection against um, against um, Kerry. Now there, there, there were a number of players who he he's going to be without Mark Coleman for the year, and uh, you know he's a huge loss to Cork. But Jack, a, a player of the caliber of Mark Coleman, is a loss to the game, yeah. um, just as much as he is to Cork, because you know they they you know players like him are the players that we, we really like to see. Um, <coughs> Dara Fitzgibbon missed, Timmy Mahoney missed, and um, two players like that. But he tried out a lot of the players that um, were successful with his under twenty with his under twenty side. Um, plus, plus a mixture of the Conor Lahans, the Sean O'Donoghue, who's, who's the cop captain this year, and Shane Kingston, um, and, and and the like of those. <coughs> so he he went for a mix, and will probably do the same. And I suspect John Kiley will do the same, John. Um, but we, we're really poking in the dark in the absence of knowing what the likely teams are, what the likely... Um, the lineouts will give us a clear indication of what the approach to the competition is. Yeah, um, particularly from a Limerick point of view. Like, they they, they are the holders. Um, and um, they, 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 they won it last year with fringe players. I, I, I presume you, you will see the like of David Reedy and all these involved. Yeah, Michal Hulan has won for me. Um, you know, he's brilliant for um Kilmallock two years ago. It was blighted with injury last year. You know, he'll be yeah. looking to make his mark. Even Richie English, you know, yes. like um O'Shea O'Reilly. Yeah, because Mike Casey is injured and we don't know the time frame, <coughs> but I don't know will he be 
will he be back in time for the league? So there is a position there at fullback. Fergal has obviously played fullback for the 20s, but you know, Rich English will see that as the next man in line, uh, as he should. Um, yeah, ob- obviously he- it is a position that John Kylie would be approaching and um, maybe mightn't be entirely surprised if Dan Morrissey was fullback for the, for, for the Munster League. Yeah, and also we'll have a, a certain Keen Lynch to come back at some mm-hmm. stage, you know, because Limerick are winning, you'd, you'd forget that there is a player like that in reserve that we haven't seen really since 2021. You know, so there's an abundance of riches there for John Coyley. What, what about Peter the Great, Casey? Yeah, you know, like, so there's a, there's a lot of players, you know, he's played, he's moved Kyle around. Will he, if Dan Morris, he goes to three, Kyle will probably go back seven. And But that's probably more of a, of a championship thing. We want to kind of see the fringe players, you know, the players that are training. Um, the whole time, I think Brian O'Grady is close enough to getting back. I don't think he's quite, he'll be back in time for Munster Harland League, but you'll also have a lot of these players playing Fitzgibbon Cup. Three you mentioned, Adam English, Colin O'Neill and, and uh, Colin Coughlin will all be with UL. And we will look forward to the Fitzgibbon Cup next week because we'll be recording before UL and Mary I and Toos get their campaigns underway. But I suppose this weekend it is Cork in, in Park you're in on Sunday and I suppose all games are being streamed by Munster J A T V so if you can't make them, you know, you can watch online. But you mentioned Cork there and you obviously have a lot of connections in Cork, I suppose, for the Limerick Faithful. What does Pat Ryan bring to the team? Because obviously he was involved in those under twenty teams that, that won all Ireland's and there'll be a lot of hope with those players that they can make their way through and make their mark. Yeah, they, 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 they will be looking for him to replicate what John Kiley did initially, bringing on the 21 success and translating it into senior success. Whether he can do it or not um, is a big question because, um, uh, I, you know, they, 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 have, they have a good way to go now, but John Kiley did it in three years, Jack. And, and um, uh, like... Pat Ryan's two teams were in 2019 and 20. They were 20, 2020 and 20, 2020 and 2021. Isn't that One. correct? That's correct. Yeah. So, like you know, there should be another year in the development and and in the assembly of of of, of the team. Um, uh, certainly, he 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 has. He has this quality of being able to get the best out of guys and being able to gel good teams together. Um, now, he, he did it two years in a row at under-20 level, whether he can replicate it at senior, and that is the challenge, and it is a challenge for Pat Ryan. And I, I, I see that <coughs> in the line-out against Kerry that he, he relied on a number of the players that stood him in good stead in the, indoors on the 20, indoors on the 20 campaigns. Um, but I, I'm sure that the loss of Mark Corman is going to be a huge loss because he he would be one of the he he, he would have been one of the pillars that he would have been hoping to build around. Um, but certainly there are a lot of good young players coming through in Cork. But whether they have the same physicality of those in Limerick and and um, is a big big question because the game has gone very very physical as we know now, Jack. And oh, yeah. physicality is a huge thing, and it, it's 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 Limerick's power and physicality, um, that that the counties are are trying to match as much as the hurling. So, um, <coughs> I think in that regard, Cork are still a bit behind. 
I think everyone is is a bit behind in that regard. Um, and you know that that's okay on our on our our part. We just want to see Limerick winning, and obviously then on Tuesday it'll be Kerry in the in the second round, the final round of the group stages at seven o'clock. That game is changed to Austin Stack Park in Tralee uh, on Tuesday. Look, we can't really look forward to the game that much because we haven't seen. Limerick play yet. We have seen Ker- or Kerry. They were beaten 2-30-2-17 by Cork. But, you know, we were saying for the footballers that they want as much games as they can get this time of year. For the hurlers, is it as important reaching the final or does it depend on what kind of players are used? Because, you know, your your stalwart players, your Nicky Quaid, Sean Finns, Declan Hannans, Will Dunhoos, you know, those players are used to playing All-Ireland Finals. They don't need more game time. But if it is the fringe team that won the Munster Hurling League last year, is it important for John Kiley to know that he can trust those players in big-time scenarios if they're needed, you know, later on in the year in Munster Championships or All-Ireland Series? It is very, very important. Very, very important. Um, but the fall of the dice this this, this time is, is, you know, Limerick beaten in Cork. Um, the Kerry game becomes a dead rubber. Um, yeah, true. Uh, so, um, but it were Limerick to win, um, it, it it becomes a you know, a, I won't say a, it, it it a must win to get to to get to the the Monster Senior League final. Um, so, look, Jack, we've got to wait to see what happens on Sunday. Yeah, it, it's a quick turnaround, and um, I I'm sure if. What the worst to happen to Limerick on Sunday? I'd say I'd say you'd see a very very experimental team going to Tralee on Tuesday night. Yeah, look, there's, there's, you obviously want Limerick to win and you want the game to have stakes, but there's no harm in in these players playing games because Kerry won't be a pushover, but they won't be you know probably at the level that Limerick are gonna gonna meet later on down the line. But look, it remains to be seen. It, it this Cork game is. Is very important in that regard because, as you said, if they lose to Cork, it's a dead rubber. Cork will have won both their games. They'll be into Munster Hurling League final, which I think is very important for them, like it is for the Limerick footballers, just to get to the final. And absolutely, hit. it's very, very important because uh, Pat Ryan, uh, you know, you spoke about him there a while ago, and Cork, they will, they, they, they will, they will want to let an imprint on the league this year, Jack. Um, yeah. They got like, to the like, final. Got to the final last year, were probably favourites going into it, came up very short against Waterford. Um, you know, it, it, it's imperative at this stage, Jack, that Cork get their hands on silverware. They haven't won an All-Ireland in 18 years, which in Cork is a lifetime. Yeah, they haven't, yeah. Won the, they haven't won the league in what? 25 years this year? Yeah, it was definitely the 90s in anyway. So yeah, nineteen ninety-eight. Dermot O'Sullivan captained them to win the, the, the league. Yeah, no, um, it is it it is vital to get to get silverware, and you know, even though it's only the Munster Hurling League, Limerick won it in eighteen twenty-one and twenty-two. They won it in twenty fifteen, Jack. Yeah, but in terms of going on to more success, eighteen twenty twenty and twenty twenty-two saw him winning all Ireland's after winning the Munster yeah. Hurling League. Now, whether there's a correlation there or it's coincidence remains to be seen, but, you know, Cork won't shy away from any silverware because, you know, it's, it's badly overdue in a county like that. Um, But, yeah, look, the best to look to the Limerick hurlers on Sunday and the footballers on Saturday and the hurlers again then on, on Tuesday. They'll, those three games we played before we record next. But, 
There's also a huge game this Saturday evening in Crow Park as Mona Lean travel to GA headquarters, second Turin in the All-Ireland Intermediate Club Hurling Final. We alluded to Monoline earlier and, you know, the the strength in the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship. And we were saying it, it's long overdue that the Limerick team is in the final. But the first time a Limerick team is in the final, they become they can become the first Limerick team to win the Intermediate Championship. Um, Black Rock and Napierstrick have already won at Ireland titles, but Monoline will be the first to win the Intermediate grade. But before we get into the game, you know, Super achievement by Monlean to get this far. You know, they had to come through nine games in Limerick, which is a lot, you know, a lot of quality games. They had two more in Munster, Dora Bearfield and Ross Cray. And then they had to come through a senior champion in Bray Emmets in the All Ireland semi final. And, you know, they've had they've had nothing easy getting this far. There's been no real blowouts. There might have been a one or two in Limerick, but you know, all the Knockout games have been very competitive and they'll be rightly primed for Saturday evening. I will, Jack. I just remind you there when you're talking about the record, um, um, they lost one game all year. Yeah. That was Sidlin that was Rue. <laughs> in, in, in the second round. Okay, but Jack, I'll, leave, look, I'll leave you with that one. They, 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 are, they, are, they, are, they are worthy finalists, Jack, because um, I, I think... I, I think Mona Lean's campaign really took off, Jack, when it came to the knockout stages. And I'm, I'm talking about the semi-final and final of the Limerick Championship. Yeah. Um, they, 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 they had a huge win over Effen um, in, in, in the last round of the group stages, you will recall. And um, uh, the situation was such that um, it, it left the final table that... that they were to meet again in the semi-final the following week, which they were really, really vulnerable. But I, I thought that they, particularly they, they had a very, very competent performance. I thought they had an improved and more competent performance against Brough uh, in, 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 in the county final. That it was a good Brough side. But Jack, uh, the day that metal was really tested, I thought was... In, in the Munster semi-final against St. Joseph's Dura Bearfield, um, when they went behind twice in the last 10 minutes, and then we had the wonder goal from Marco De Wire, um, when they when they grabbed when they grabbed the lead. And Jack, once they grabbed the lead, even though it was a, it was a tenuous lead and a narrow lead, they never looked like losing. No. And um, it, it, it showed a mental strength. Um uh, in Monoline, that it doesn't surprise me that where they find themselves now. Um, in the Munster final against Ross Gray, they were they were outsiders. Um, it 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 was Ross Gray's game to lose. Ross Gray were nearly crowned champions before the final, and like we saw, it was a very very comprehensive performance against Ross Gray. Very comprehensive, Jack. <laughs> best performance of the year, I I think it's fair to say. Probably the best performance, but the, 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 it, again, Jack, it was a performance that was a step up on the semi final. Yeah, yeah, hundred. You know, and the, 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 this is where I'm coming at. And the, then it was it's a bit of a trip into the unknown when it was a trip against Bray uh, Bray Emmets. Yeah, because like um, 
who who would have thought an All Ireland semi final, an All Ireland hurling semi final between a club from Limerick and a club from Wicklow? Yeah, like it, it was, you know, no disrespect to Wicklow, and I know it's say the Brahmins are the senior champions of Wicklow, but it, it, it was kind of an unimaginable scenario. But that's what it was, and of course, Brahmins um, took took us took a certain amount of of encouragement from the fact that Nace um, won the Leinster Championship the previous year, Kildare, uh, Kildare's Nace, and went on to win the All-Ireland, beating Kilmiley in the final. So they, they came in, they came into the All-Ireland semi-final against Monaleen with no little hopes of upsetting, in the, of upsetting the, the Limerick champions, and they put it up to them for a long, long time, which, which was... Um, which was which which suited Monaleen. But like Monaleen again showed their character, Jack. And again, it was a slight step up on the performance, I thought, against Russ Gray that, that day against Brahmins. So look, I think they're 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 very if there was ever worthy finalists, they are worthy finalists. And I'm I'm there there is not green mist descending in my eyes when I say that. I'm I'm you know I, I've been hugely impressed with with, with with the trajectory of the Monoline performances, particularly since the knockout stages of the Limerick Championship. And I think that they're going to be provide very formidable opposition for, for Turin from Mayo. Yeah, the only so, thing about Turin is, you know, they're from Mayo, obviously, but they've been knocking at the door for the last two years. I think they've won three... Connacht intermediate titles in a row, you know. So they have, and they, they, they the only break in it was the 19, uh, 2020 when the when the, the competition was abandoned because of the COVID. Yeah, um, they have won. The, <coughs> they've won Connacht four times, Jack. They've won the Mayo Championship, um, thirty-two times, <coughs> five out of the last six. So, like, that, there's no doubt that the hurling kingpins of Mayo. My first introduction to touring of of Mayo was back about 20, 25, 30 years ago, Jack. You weren't around. Um, uh, when a fellow called Joe Henry made the breakthrough um, and this Mayo lad was picked on the Connacht team, which was otherwise all Galway. Yeah, and I think I heard this story. Joe, Joe Henry, um, he, he trained as a teacher in Thoman College in Limerick with Limerick's Paddy Kelly and Cullum Horn. And um, he won 24 Mayo Senior Hurling Championships. And he was a two-times replacement All-Stars, but he broke into the Connacht team, which was all Galway in those days. It was unheard of. Galway represented Connacht, but this guy, um, he, he, he got picked and he won three Railway Cup medals. So um, that, that was my first introduction to Turin, but um, probably arguably Mayo's greatest ever hurler, you know. So... Um, um, yeah, but I, I, I honestly think that um, they have been knocking at the door. Um, they, they've been in four four semifinals. They've won the Connacht four times and they've lost the final once. Um, they've beaten Galway opposition in all four finals. Jack, this is the first time they've made it to the final. Yeah. So I, I, I know um, it, it's the first time one leaner in the final. Um, and you probably say that knocking around and and um, having been knocking at the door of the final and eventually getting to the final, like it, it, it is the stuff the champions are made of. But I, I don't think it's as simple as that on this occasion, Jack. Um, 
they, they, they are a senior hurling team, um, a very, very strong senior hurling team. Um, but I, I find it hard to see one lean slipping up at this stage. Yeah, they have a great, they have a great um, attitude. You can see, you can hear it, not only in the players we've heard from the likes of Andrew Hush Cosgrave and, and Larkin Lines and Ed Doyle this year, John real strong mentality. But even Owen Brislan, he he's one in Ireland, you know, with Tumivara. But just the way they speak, they're so confident. And I was talking to Andrew yesterday, and he was referring to the young lads. Now I asked him about the young lads, the likes of Joe Fitz and Brian Kenny, Lachlan McHale, and Ronan Lines and them and he just said they're so mature, they're so level-headed, and it, it's a real. You can really see it in their hurling that they don't seem to get panicked because, you know, in the county final, Bruff, you know, got it within a, a goal at one stage. Dora Barefield went ahead late on. Rascray had a late rally. Bray Emmett's refused to go away, but never seemed to tip their heads. Always, you know, kept their composure and deservedly came through all those games. And I mentioned those four players. They're not just mature. They're really, really good players as well and there's a really nice mix of you know young and experienced players and even the likes of Luke Murphy who are more accustomed to playing football has been brilliant gotten better with with each game Andrew has come in you know after a struggling injury to start you had uh, Larkin Lyons as your player of the year you know for a number of brilliant performances at centre back uh, you know they've they've Jamie Power and Jamie Porter who play with Limerick as well just a really, really good team. You, 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 you have a reinvented Ed Doyle. Yeah, you know they're they're a brilliant team from from one to fifteen, and they have subs to come on then as well. So I can see I can see why you'd be hesitant to side with them. You know because they are playing a senior team and a team that has been you know close before. Now they haven't got to the final, but they've been in a number of All Ireland semi finals. But from what Monlean have, have shown us this year, they'll be so hard to overcome on Saturday evening. And you it, it, it bodes well, you know, from the, for the Limerick part in us. And that's the point I'm making, Jack. I I, I, I see it for, I, I find it very hard to believe Monlean will slip up at this stage. But I have been gobsmacked by this four, Jack. Kenny, Lyons, uh, Fitzgerald and uh, and McHale. I, I think they've been absolutely terrific. And you'd say, um, young fellas, what young fellas in terms of maturity? The maturity yeah. they've shown. Ronan Lyons, <coughs> in the second half of the All-Ireland semi-final, four points from play from wing-back, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was not like, but to be fair, like, he was an all-star when he was a minor. So, I mean, it, it's not... That's surprising. The only surprising thing was he, he was cornerback back then, you know, mm. but he's scoring four points. But sure, he's he's learning from his brother and sister. There's yeah. good, good reading in the lines in one lean, to be fair. But yeah, those four I saw, have... I saw Joseph Fitzgerald not cutting across you playing in a group game against Nakeni and scored six points from play. Yeah, yeah. From again, midfield. the first time I saw Joe Fitz play, he was a cornerback as well. So mm. it's... That's it just shows the way hurling is going that you this Barry Nash type cornerback that can they can do it all. They're a Swiss army knife. But yeah, those but four Jack, lads if, have if you been look brilliant. down the spine of the team, Jamie Power played in goals for Limerick. Brian Kenny fullback has a huge future. You know my thoughts on Ronan Lyons. I, I thought he was the most effective club hurler in Limerick in 2022. Larkin, you, you just take the two young lads at midfield. Take Marco De Wire, 
take 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 um a dialect full forward. That's your spine. Throwing the like of Andrew Latouche Cosgrave, who absolutely um is on fire since he came back, and I'm absolutely delighted for him because like he he had a, he had a horrendous time with injury, and um he, you know he's just showing how important how much he was a last morning in, and Luke Murphy has has been reinvented Jack as 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 as, as a hurler. Like he, he's making a huge contribution um as a hurler. Now you know we we have known him in the past um as as, as being a footballer mainly with Mona Lean and indeed a regular member of the Limerick football panel. Um but like he's playing fantastic hurling at the moment. And then you've done a call Dolly. Yeah. You know um, there, 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 there is a prospect for the future. Played in the All Ireland with Limerick this year, uh, in the under twenty All Ireland, but has has really driven on Jack for Monlean. Uh, some of the games that um, I have seen, Donegal O'Darley has O'Darley has been absolutely fantastic. So you look all over the team, and Jack, it's 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 hard to find a weakness in the team. Jamie Porter, you mentioned him there. Won a monster medal with Limerick in twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah. I you know? I would imagine ninety percent of them have played underage with Limerick, and they're really living up to their potential this year. And it's great to see from a Limerick hurling aspect, and we'll see more of them for Limerick twenty squads this year. And you know, there'll probably be a couple called into the the senior squad, which is good for for the county. But First and foremost, I, 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 you know, when you're mentioning that, I, I think we should see the famous four anyway on the, on the Limerick um, on the 20 team. Yeah, and then you probably look at Marco Dwyer to the to the senior team, and maybe Andrew, mm-hmm. if you know, if the if he can continue to build on his fitness, you know, there's no doubt in his hurling. It's more, you know, what can the body do? But um, yeah, look, uh, best to look first and foremost to. Monlean uh this Saturday at seven o'clock in Crow Park. They are you know they are playing the Mayo champions, but they are a formidable Mayo side in Turin. Oh yeah, Jack, I'm, I'm, I'm don't 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 get me wrong. I'm 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 not um, I'm not uh, running down the Mayo side for one minute now, not taking that challenge lightly. None of that. None of that. Um Monalene are up against a tough test, but I don't I find it hard to accept that the the uh, that the te- the test is any harder than that of Ross Gray and Braemitz. It yeah, will no, probably be it will probably be akin to it, but um um I I I I I think Monaline I I'll be very disappointed if Monaline don't rise to it. Yeah, I would I would also be I'd be surprised more than anything if Monaline don't come away from Crow Park. With uh, Limerick's first ever All Ireland Intermediate Club Championship, but the very best look to to Monaline and, and all their travelling fans. Briefly moving into before, Cur- before we go away from um, clubs, Jack, um, the 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 Kaledi, um Monster and All Ireland series is is up and running at at the moment, and we have a Limerick team in the final. Yep. Um, Brough will contest the final on Saturday the twenty eighth against them. Um, Against um, Tullas Sarsfields, I was in Kilidi on Sunday, and checked the, the the facilities in Kilidi. You know that they're they're, <coughs> they're absolutely second to none, Jack. Absolutely huge credit to them. Year on year, you go there, you can see the improvement every year. Um, but Brough took out a very very good win against Six Mile Bridge, Jack, and um, 
before I just give a brief resume of the game, um, I, I, you know, I was wishing the best of luck to to um, to um, Sean McGrath while ago, um, who who's gone abroad to Australia. Two of the rough team, the two of the rough squad, um, are also gone to Australia, who were involved um, in in winning the Limerick Championship. Pat O'Neill, I, I think, who played every minute of every game in the Limerick Championship, and 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 Cahal Bulfin and. We wish Pat and Carl the very best in their new lives down under. But uh, Brough started off, I thought, poorly. They 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 they, they looked very very rusty. Um, uh, first of all, the, the wide's tally was thirteen to four, Jack, which is an alarming statistic. And but it gives Roger Mulqueen and his management team plenty to work on between this and the final. Um, you see. Six Mile Bridge had the advantage of a game in the quarterfinal against St. Brendan's from Kerry. But I, I think that advantage was eroded because um, that quarterfinal was played prior to Christmas. And okay. Christmas and the festivities and all had come in, intervened in the meantime. So in terms of that, it was the advantage of a game was nil, I would say. But um, Brough started slowly and... and, and, and um, Fell five points to one down, and they had, they only scored one point in the first twenty-one minutes. But then um, Dermot Dinahy, um, Dermot, who captained uh, Brough to win the Premier Under Nineteen Hurling Championship against Monaleen this year, and who got a great goal in 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 the final, you will recall, over in Carrick and Leash. He exploded into game and into the game and got an excellent point, and it sort of revived Brough, and they they closed the gap. To, uh, they were level coming up to half time and 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 um, um six mile bridge got a free to lead by a point at half time and it, it was <coughs> more of the same nothing between them in the first 10 minutes of the second half and then then the game exploded when Bruff got two goals in 60 minutes 60 seconds then he got the first one um big big man <coughs> as big as Kyle Hayes um and um he, he used his strength and power to create the opportunity and buried it in the corner of the, the, the net. And he was involved again within 60 seconds later when, when the shot book out went awry and, and um, he got in a deflection in, in, into the Patavian Gardner who finished it to the net. And after that, it was, you know, it was um, only a question of, 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 you know, holding out for, for 20 minutes. And they, they held out very, very comfortably. But... Um, Two things that I, I think Roger McQueen will have to work on before um, they, 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 they face um, Torla Sarsfields in the final, and that will be the, the conversion rate, which is, as I said, they shot, shot 13 wides. And the second one is, is, is and you, you, you know this, Jack, and you've seen it over the years in different, in different sports and in all sports, the ability when you're on top to put a team away. Yeah. And... Um, they, 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 they had them um, like they restricted them um, six mile bridge to four points in the second half, two of which came almost in injury time. They, 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 complete, they complete, absolute control of the game for the most part in the second half, but failed to put six mile bridge away. But like, Prof have three weeks to work on it, and um, <coughs> they, they will face a very tough challenge in, against Tullus Sarsfields, and I know we'll be talking about it. Um, on 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 the run up to it, but the best to look to Bruff in 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 their preparations. And again, congratulations to Kilidi Jack um, 
I, I don't know if you have been in Rahina lately. Have you partied in Efe? Not lately, no. Not in about a yeah, year or so. The, 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 the whole setup, the whole competition, Jack, is an absolute credit, an absolute credit to the Kilidi Club and and um, the way they have invested in their facilities over their second to none. The pitch was in absolutely perfect condition. Absolutely yeah. perfect condition. Fair play to these these clubs in West Limerick. You know, they've put in huge time and effort and money into their facilities and, you know, deservedly so they're hosting an All-Ireland series. And again, the best look to Brofo. We will, we will talk about it, you know, closer to that, that day I, in like, late January. You know, Jack... I, I've had occasion to mention two clubs there now who have made tremendous progress in in, in their facilities there and 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 Kilidi, absolutely fantastic to see. Yeah, and you know we we spoke at length about Castleman during the year what they've done there, and there's so many more more clubs in it. It's brilliant to to see because you know the GA is the the epicenter of a lot of communities in, in Limerick, and you know it you know, they're they're. They're providing a great place to go for people, you not know, just to not only play games, but to meet, go for a walk. A lot of a lot of places have a a walking track, and you know we see the benefits of getting out and getting a bit of exercise. So fair play to Khalidi, not only for hosting it, but having the facilities to host. Moving on briefly to third level GA, and we said we have the Fitzgibbon Cup uh, next Wednesday night. We are next Wednesday. I think we've Mary Eye in action, and Thursday we have um, UL, but. We'll look towards that next week. We have Sigerson Cup started um, last night. I'll just run through the fixtures. Queens beat Ulster University in the Derby, 112-111. St. Mary's in Belfast had a 14-8 point win over Carlow. Uh, DCU were heavy winners over ATU Donegal, 4-15-17. And UCD beat MTU Cork, 2-11-13. Uh, no Limerick player in action last night. I know... Tommy Griffin um, is part of the Carroll IT team. He wasn't playing last night, well, according to the team sheet. And Ona Mahoney wasn't togged out with MTU Cork. Now, I'm not sure if those lads are injured or with Limerick or what. But tonight, we'll have at least two Limerick lads, you know, involved in Ronan McGilligate from Munger St. Paul's and John Hayes from St. Kieran's as UL take on UCC, or as you like to call them, the college, um, in a mouthwatering tie in the Maradike at... Uh, half seven this evening UL obviously got to the final last year a lot of that was to do with a certain David Clifford they don't have him this year but they have a lot of good players in the squad they have the likes of Owen McLaughlin uh, Emmett McMahon Connor Flaherty Galway keeper um, UCC have a lot of Cork players and, and a couple from Kerry but um, in an in interesting tie Matt um, it won't be streamed so you're either there or you won't get to see it but UL are Limerick's sole representative in the Sigerson. They're still without a victory in it. They got to a first final in 25 years last year, but they've been building steadily over the last few years. So, um, what's your take, I suppose, on UL's chances in the Sigerson? Well, like you, you know, um, I, I suppose if you were to get a tough draw, Jack, um, having to go to play college, as I say, in, in the Mardike is. is is as tough as they come, but <clears throat> but they have shown over the last couple of years that they're up to meet those challenges. Up to meet those challenges, um, Dicky Bruder did a great job in in in, in um, uh, has done a great job in UL. And for yeah. the reasons um, I know they will be without their star man, um, David Clifford this year, but um, there is still a residue of very very good players 
um, in in UL um, that can, that can really take it, to, you know, can really challenge UCC um, even 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 in the Mardike. I I think this this is going to be a very very close game, but um, I, I I suppose whoever loses it, Jack, has the safety valve of um, that there is a losers group in the competition and that there is a way back into it. And um, I would find it very, very hard to call it, Jack. Very, very hard to call it because um, uh, UCC normally, Jack, they're normally drawn from Cork and Kerry nearly exclusively. Not always, but um, yeah, I know. There, there, there tends to be an awful lot of Kerry, um, Kerry footballers tend to go to UCC, and of course, uh, <coughs> Cork have their own, you know. But um, yeah, I, it's really, really hard to call, and um, um, because uh, I suppose it's fair to say that both of these sides, um, you know, like they're going to be in the mix for ultimate honors. Are, they're going to be there yeah. or there out. Um, so um, I just couldn't call it, Jack. Yeah. We'll go one each. I'll go for my old college, UL. You can go for college. Um, but it, look, it's exciting times to have these competitions on. I know there's only five Limerick players you'd rather more, but you know, best look to all those lads from Limerick and from everywhere playing. Yeah, it's, like, just so unfortunate last year for UL to lose and like to the to the main extra special if we had a Limerick captain of a Sigerson Cup winning team like that Paul Maher yeah. came so so close to it. Yeah, no, it was it was an awful pity for Paul. But and like Paul, Paul, Paul is another player that's going to be missing this year. So yeah, no, they are they're missing Sean Powder is another one. Sean Powder is gone as well, you know. Yeah, you know, so they are they're missing a lot of their key men. But you know, you'll mm-hmm. tomorrow we'll be talking about new key men for you well. So the best look to, to the Limerick College, especially with the you know, all the players in the Sigerson. And as I said, next week, we'll be looking forward to the start of the Fitzgibbon Cup with a, a lot of Limerick players involved. And finally then for us today, we have Ard Skull Reach are in Harty Cup quarterfinal action this afternoon. So that'll be Wednesday, the 11th of January. Um, It's now on in U- the 4G pitch in UL, which I'm pretty sure is a North Campus one, not Maguire's. But it's on in UL anyway. It was changed from Nina. I presume owing to weather, it was a miserable day yesterday. So I'd imagine just um for safety looking out now, it's dry-ish, but you know, it's safer to play it out in UL. But Ard Skullreach looking to get back to the final last year, where, where they were beaten for the first time in a final, but went on to win an All-Ireland final. So it was bittersweet for uh Ard Skullreach there last year. But um a lot of Limerick lads included in in the squad. I saw him against Cashel in the first round, Mikey Gavin from Bally Brown was really good. So were the Scully brothers, Keane and, and Daniel in the forwards. And, you know, it's always good to see a Limerick representation in the Harty Cup. We've seen how many of, you know, Irish Carisha's players have gone on to win All-Ireland. So the, the better they can do in the Harty Cup, the, the better it bodes for, for Limerick. But our ladies, Temple Moore, are always good at this level. You know, they're pulling from a share of clubs in Tipperary, but they're pulling from the best. It'll be an interesting one. Uh, to, it'll be a very, very interesting one. And of course, the odd scholars you've rightly flagged, Jack, will be trying to go one better than last year when they lost in the final to St. Joseph's of Tulla. 
<coughs> but it didn't do them any harm in terms of their quest for the Croke Cup and that they went on and won the Croke Cup for the first time. And um, like they, they have a number of players that are available again this year. And um, you, you, you mentioned Mikey Gavin there, who I thought had a fantastic year with not only Barry Brown seniors, but was fantastic for Barry Brown in the Under-21 Championship. And um, Keane Scully, anytime I've seen him this year at any level, he, he has been absolutely outstanding. And uh, Daniel Scully, as you said, like they, 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 these are huge players. Now, there, there are a number of players from Clare in the team as well, but it's very, very important that we focus on the Limerick contingent. And um, like it's going to be a tricky assignment. Um, uh, they, they've met a number of times. I, I think they met in the final as far back as 2013, is it, or 2015? Um, uh, but it, 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 it's, it's going to be a tricky assignment. Um, St. St. What are they? St. Mary's? Is it St. Joseph's? St. Mary's Templemore? Or is it St. Joseph's? Our, um, our ladies. Our ladies Templemore. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, they are going to be a tough side. They'll be drawn from clubs there of a you know, very, very, very strong clubs in, in up around North Tipperary and, and in Offaly up there. And so, um, wish Hardscore reached the best of luck. Um, they probably will get through. And if, if they get through, they will be playing the winners of the CBC cash tie in the semi final. <coughs> so, um, yeah, I. I, I very, very hard to call these games, Jack, when you move from the group stage into the knockout stage because it's very, very hard to make a judgment as to what the strength of the, the, the different groups are or were. And, um, but I, 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 I think all score reach will be very, very formidable. Yeah. From what I saw, they've, they've, a, lot, they've a lot of good players. Um, they obviously have Fintan Fitz from Unger as well. He was captain. They're in seventeen team Dermot Stritch. Oh, yeah, he's I think he's Clare, but you know, they've they've just good players all over the field and they've they've obviously lost a lot of players from that Iron winning team. You know, Shane O'Brien is an obvious um absentee, but you know, like we say every year, you get new lads in and they, they become your new players and the ones to watch and all this. So there's a lot of good talent coming through in our school reach. Yeah, Fin Fintan Fitzgerald had a very good game in, in the County under twenty Premier under twenty one hurling final for Munger this year for a for a young lad. Yeah, I saw him against Dune in the semi final. He was exceptionally yeah. good for for a young fella. So uh, excited to see how how that goes today. And again, the best wishes. And he, to of course, he, he 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 he's he's the son of Mick Fitzgerald, um, who played senior rugby with Shannon, young oh. monster, and also played with Bruff. I, and I didn't I didn't know that. No. And is the nephew of former um, Ireland international John Fitzgerald, John John no. Paco Fitzgerald. <laughs> no, that's my that's my first history lesson. That, first that's, that's, that's your lesson for today, now, Jack. And um, I might even give you a lesson now for a, mo a couple of more weeks. Let you digest right. that one. Okay, it'll, it'll take a while to digest, but yeah, Arsenal reach today Wednesday at half one out in UL. UL versus UCC tonight at half seven in the Mardike. Then we obviously have Limerick versus Tipperary in the McGrath Cup on Saturday afternoon. Monaline versus Turin on Saturday evening at seven o'clock in the All Ireland Intermediate Club Ireland final. And then the hurlers are back in action at two o'clock on Sunday afternoon 
against Cork in Parky Rin. So um, a nice weekend of action to, to look forward to. Um, all all the weekend games will be shown live and yeah, if you can't get them. But, you know, it, it's good to get back out there early in the year. It's good to be back on, on this medium, Matt, for the first of 2023. And hopefully... 2023 can follow in the way of 2021-22 with, you know, a lot of success for Limerick, not only in Hurling, but in football and underage and club as well. So it, it's looking like it's and going to be you, another good year. You know what I'd love at this stage, Jack? Go on. Next week, if we were looking forward to two, to a McGrath Cup and a Munster Senior League final. Yeah, we've, we've gotten greedy over the last few years. <laughs> in fairness, we've, we've got a lot, but... You know, we had um, a very memorable night in 2020 in January. And you mentioned earlier the McGrath Cup and Munster Hurling League final double header. And uh, please God, we could have more of the same this year. Now, it won't be a double header, obviously. But as you said, hopefully we'll have we'll have two of them to look forward to. But I don't think there's any other business for us to get through. I think it's we can call it a day at, um, just do my master, 73 minutes. A nice handy one for us to get back into the first new year. A huge thank you to everyone that listened. As always, make sure on YouTube to like and subscribe on Facebook, like and on Twitter, like and retweet. You know, let's expand this community um, for future. We are recording, so if there's any comments or anything, um, get them into us and I'll go through them during the week. And also for 2023, if there's anything you'd like to see us talk about, any segments or we'll say ones to watch or best. Uh, whatever um do let us know and, and we'll be more than happy to oblige there but for myself um a huge thank you as always matt and a thank you to everyone for listening a happy new year to everyone we hope it's a healthy happy and prosperous one and we'll be back next week hopefully looking forward to a mcgrath cup final munster Harden league final and mona lean as all ireland champions but for now a huge thank you matt and we'll talk soon impression again we get all with what you put into it's like a walk alive if you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Kilkenny as Richie Bennis sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? And just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the world court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the bar and the fact of it. And that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. 